0: Hello everyone, this is Kim Langling, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey and joining me for another episode. I want to thank my sponsor for the day. It is Sandy Johnston of Abundant Life Coaching, Consulting and Healing. She is also the host of her own podcast called Tiara's Tears and Triumphs. Sandy is dedicated to creating a safe space for survivors of abuse to heal, recover and rebuild their lives. So get in touch with her by visiting her website Sandyj.com.au and get support to help you rise up in your life and shine your brightest. Now folks, grab that cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and let's get on with the show. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host, and I am welcoming in with me today, Tanya E. Hood. She is an author, instructor, and strategist. She teaches divorcees how to navigate life after divorce by gaining clarity of their core strengths and tools to eliminate conflict, her strategies and actionable steps provide life-changing solutions to grow and develop so that they can have a better life and how wonderful, it is a wonderful thing that you offer to those folks going through that. And thank you so much for being with me today. I've been looking forward to this chat. So welcome Tanya.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. And just like a lot of things of birth from experience, I know what it is like, so I had to help.
0: <laughs> and I love that. I love that. That, And I've, I've been able to talk to and been, been blessed by so many people sharing their stories, whether they're, they're hard or they're through trauma or whatever it is, that the struggle that they've been through. And they take all of that, that strife and that darkness, and they turn it around and provide a light for others. I absolutely love that. And I think that a lot of people might not realize just how many people do that. That's one of the reasons I started Let Fear Bounce. I'm so pleased to have you on and looking forward, looking forward to hear what it is that you have to share with us today. So you work with those who are currently divorced or going through divorce.
1: So when I originally, well, let me back up for a second. So I got married at 21 and after 11 years of marriage, I found myself going through a divorce. That range and that age group is where I wrote my book, Red Alert, Is He the One? The Pocket Guide to Find and Love Your Life. And that book walks through my journey. So as a result, a lot of the people that reach me have reached me because they've read the book. So they're in various stages. Some have been trying to figure out how to get to the next level and they're not really sure then there are others that are already divorced, which is where I was writing from, that are just trying to figure out how do I reset? Because moments by moments that whittle you away before you reach divorce can cause you to lose who you are. So oh, I agree. I no, no, you're, you're, <laughs>
0: preaching, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> I, too, I too got married at 21. Okay. And 13 years later, found myself getting divorced. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned that age range and the things that happen over time, and you might not even realize that it's happening that you, you do, you lose yourself, you lose pieces of yourself. And Mm -hmm. then you find yourself at the end of this journey that when you began it, you thought, this is amazing. This is my life. We're going to be together forever Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) later, you're going, how did we get to this point where we can't even stand to be in the same room? Mm Hmm. You know, and nothing, nothing that you, that attracted you to them to begin with their good points no longer existed in your, in your, you know, your mindset no longer existed, right. that is, it is such a hard place to be. And I, I know just like you, you know, in this, in the same shoes and I had a young daughter at the time and I felt angry, lost, mm-hmm. hurt, frustrated fearful
1: exactly
0: how am i going to make ends meet how am i going to keep my house how much more as time went on how much more can i tighten my budget to make this work
1: exactly there's
0: so many things so share share with me and the and the listeners what it is that you take take your clients through to help guide them
1: so i want to first commend you because it's that fear that typically hold people hostage and your podcast is giving the insight to those so they can walk past that journey. So what I bring to the table is sharing insights from strategies and actionable steps, because I'm an electrical engineer by discipline, project manager by trade. So the analytical part of me has to try to figure out how to put a plan together. I do it for a living for everyone else, but it is often difficult to do it for yourself because fear tends to break us. I had two little people that was walking through this journey with me, unfortunately, and trying to figure out, am I going to be able to care for them? Because at that time, my ex-husband was the primary breadwinner. If I was not married to him, I would not have the finances I needed to take care of the bills. And it scared me and it held me hostage. So the first thing I had to do was gain more insight about my strengths. And that is part of what I have developed. My book walks through creating a better relationship with yourself, a better relationship with others, and a better relationship with a being greater than yourself. Now, once I locked that down in my mindset, the next thing I needed to do, because the engineer in me is like, great, you've got this revelation. Now what? But the now what are the strategies and tools that I developed to get me through that process because I was able to clear up $35,000 in the aftermath of my divorce by putting the strategies in place. I was able to gain more insight of the power that I have. I was clear that I am an analyzer and that is a powerful strength. And because I had my little people, the things that I did in motherhood could translate as well because often we think of those soft skills as things that we cannot use elsewhere. Well, because I was a caretaker, because I took the time to assess those around me to see are we gonna be whole and how can I get all of us through that path? That is what I share now in my course, Navigating Life After Divorce. So I hold that session about twice a year And I'm doing it for the first time May 15th in this virtual environment. I've had a lot of clients that have come through and have let me know that what I provide for them is the insight gave them more understanding of their core strength and gave them tools and strategies to help them assess the conflict that they were encountering to eliminate it so they can break the barriers to get to the next level.
0: You know, I wish, and that is just awesome, really awesome what you provide and I I appreciate how you went through that and you decided to do something with those skills that you had and you you are now putting it into practice for others. Cause when I was walking those walking that path, I felt incredibly alone
1: mm-hmm.
0: and wasn't quite sure a lot of the times what to do or what I was doing. I worked a full-time job. But my job was not the one that took care of everything. My -hmm. husband's was. He was the main breadwinner, like you mentioned. I was working full-time, but not making enough to sustain everything. I ended up getting a second job. I ended up cleaning people's houses. Is that something I wanted to do? No. And at first I'm thinking, this is so beneath me. And then I realized, really, no, it's not. You Mm -hmm. do what you gotta do to take care of your baby. Right. I was like, you know what? Why Why did I ever think that this was something that was beneath me? I am doing something very honest, I'm hardworking, and if I have to do this for as long as I have to do this and it's paying for my groceries and my gas money, then it's worth me doing it. And that was the mindset I had to shift. And that was it was all me doing that for myself. I had to do that on my own. If there was a book like you're talking about that you wrote, when I was going through that, I would have and literally scraped the money together to buy it because you know in those times you're counting every penny. You're counting every penny. Exactly. You eat a lot of ramen noodles and a lot of peanut butter sandwiches.
1: <laughs> you can get really creative with ramen. Oh, I
0: was very creative with that. I was. I got so creative. Done that. My daughter's like, "Are we having noodles again?" I'm like, "Yeah, but tonight I put hamburger in it."
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's doable. It's But that is what I'm so glad that you share. Overcoming that fear means making an adjustment in your mindset. So I'm really glad that you shared that. And what I'm willing to do for your audience is to offer a free chapter in my book. So I'll give you that link to share with your audience so that they can at least get that insight. And if they're interested, the book is $20 to give them some support. And I often offer a free workshop just before I host my next course. I have one coming and depending on the time, this one will be in April 28th through the 30th. And then the next one will be sometime later around September, which is sort of when I do it, but there'll be announcements. People can go to my website, TanyaEHood.com and gain insight about what I'm doing along the way
0: wonderful now is your book available where is your book available
1: it's available on my website TanyaEHood.com, but it is also available on amazon barnes and noble wherever you typically find books sold it's published there and it also comes with an accompanying workbook now the workbook takes you on a separate level because as i shared earlier there are three elements to what i provide gaining in a better relationship with yourself gaining a better relationship with others. But then there's that third component that will help you break through the mindset elements, overcome your fears and help you reach the next level. That is having a better relationship with a being greater than yourself. So for me, that being is Jesus Christ because it was Jesus that found me on the bathroom floor when my ex-husband left me with less than, well, it was a little over $5 in that bank account. But at that time, you needed at least 10 to get out of the ATM, and you needed five to keep it open, and I didn't have that. I also was stuck with freezer-burned chicken nuggets to feed them, and I had to scrape together the ketchup packets that was left over, and as much as I could from the mayonnaise that was remaining in the bowels of the jar and some mustard, that I mixed it together, called it special sauce. <laughs> Children for a long time did not know what that meant, but they liked the flavor, so eventually it worked out. But that day was the day that things changed for me because I always knew about God, and God was a, a thorough being, center of the universe, great thoughts. Ah, that does not help. Right. No, <laughs> needed, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I needed someone tangible. I needed something tangible. And what I failed to really recognize in all my years that Jesus is the tangible version of who God is. And that book, My Grandmother Calls, Your Basic Instruction Book Before Leaving Earth, gives you some tangible things to do. And I didn't know how, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what, and those that read the book will gain insight among my journey because I've gone through the religious gamut trying to figure it out. And I discovered God hates religion. He wants relationship. And I did not have a relationship. I had a religious thought of him I had an ethereal thought of him. I had a centered being of him because I was a Buddhist. I was a Mormon. I did Scientology. I did Egyptology. I went through the <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but Matthew 6, got me up off the bathroom floor. And that was the day I challenged God. Well, if you are really who you say you are, and this is really tangible, my children have no food to eat. And for the first time in my adult life, I did not have food to eat. And that was frightening. And I was fearful, and I didn't know how to overcome it. But that day, Jesus showed up, had a friend of mine bring me three months' worth of groceries. And she said, I don't know why, but it was just pleading on my heart that I had to bring this to you. You usually bring everybody, because I'm the one that has to help everybody else. It's just typical what has happened in my life. Mm -hmm. She said, I just had to. Now, don't feel offended. And I just broke down because she didn't know. No one knew, because fear Holds you hostage and keeps you silent. They did not know I was going through a divorce. They did not know because I used to be employed full time. Mm-hmm. Still didn't make enough money, just like you just shared. He right. still made more money than I did. <laughs> but at this point, uh, <laughs> she didn't. I like it.
0: how you said fear keeps you silent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I that wrote, that, my I wrote that down because you are so right. And that that fear. At times we might name it something different, like pride. Ah. Or you know, I'm too I, I I know I was too proud to ask for anybody's help. And I did not. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm I'm a veteran. I was in the military. I went through this and I went through that and I went through this trauma. I can get through this. I am a strong woman. I'm <laughs> a strong woman and I don't need to ask anybody for help. That was my mindset at first. Mm. That's the one that said, go get another job then go clean Mm. people's houses because I could do that job during certain times on the weekends or whatever. And it didn't take me away from my daughter, Mm. you know, or I could bring her with me. So that, that, uh, fear keeps you silent. I can wholeheartedly agree. Because I did not ask, I did not ask for help. I plowed through. I literally mentally and physically plowed through my own darkness. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend that.
1: <laughs> it is not good. <laughs> no, in high, I have I, done it as well. side, yeah.
0: That's why I said earlier, if there was a book, you know, or if I had met someone like you or talked to someone like you, I would have jumped on that. And you know, though, looking back, There wasn't a whole lot of openness about this to begin with anyway.
1: Because of the fear, because there was no one like you around to let people know that it is okay to get the help you need. I have built a course and written a book that shares my experiences with the hope that someone else don't have to walk through the trauma that I've already navigated. There are hurdles that I had to cross that you no longer have to do alone. And you are opening up an opportunity for people to get past that fear and that stigma. Because if we were able to freely share, we can get home and get the help so that someone will join us on a journey.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, period. Uh, that, yeah, no, I, I agree. The. I've seen many women struggle. Through it, through divorce, through being finding themselves all of a sudden a single parent, and maybe they were a stay-at-home mom; they didn't work. Now, all of a sudden, they're thinking, "I don't even know what to do to try and make money."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, what do I do? You know, some are very lucky, and they and they receive the child support that they should, or they have like a really good settlement agreement. That's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I by law I should have received child support but never did Mm -hmm. so that's a tough one (laughs) that's a tough one and my mom went through the same thing Mm -hmm. and I remember often thinking am I destined to live my mom's life Mm -hmm. you know I don't I don't want my life to be like that I don't want to struggle forever You know, and she, she struggled. She'd worked two and three jobs, raising four kids and zero child support coming. Even though it was supposed to come, it never did. Mm -hmm. Boy, she struggled. And I often look back now and say, mom, how did you do that with four kids?
1: That's a lot.
0: Yeah. And she was never home. So we became very independent at a very young age and we learned. I mean, my first job I got at 13, I got a paper route. So we learned at a very young age to be very independent and to earn our own money. And we earned, or we, we learned the value of a dollar Mm -hmm. and boy, Oh boy. I, you know, often I look back and think, well, that was preparing me for where I was then when I was getting divorced because boy, Oh boy, did I know how to stretch a dollar, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So it, everything, the path, is all laid out before us before we even know it anyway. It's already laid out for us. I think it's all in how we look at it and tackle it and the mindset that we have while doing it. And I think what you're providing, oh my goodness, is more than likely ridiculously helpful for so many people. I wanna ask if you're able to share, do you have a story that's just like you know this amazing success story or this amazing transformational story of a client of yours do you have a story like that that you could share without using names of course
1: i think she'll be okay with me sharing so this particular individual's not divorced when her and i met up with one another she was just trying to just get through the day it's a mother she has she has four kids a mother of four and working but it just was not enough. And I remember that journey because with my ex, I was supposed to get the child support. It took six years for it to happen. That did take place. And the judge that I had was great and forced a back order for all the years he missed.
0: You were You were fortunate
1: but what I did with her was a strategy that I help clients with still. So she was just one of the first people that I supported with after I did it myself. One of the things that I share inside of my course, Navigating Life After Divorce, it's a five-week session with me speaking for an hour live, answering questions, going over developing your core strength, navigating conflict. And one element of it is a financial piece because I was almost homeless because the ex wasn't, I didn't have it. <laughs> right? yeah, And then still ended up with $35,000 worth of debt. One of the skill sets that I forgot, because you lose you when you forget. So when I rediscovered my core strengths, which is what I teach, I had some analysis and project management skills that I honed and reached out to some real estate investors because my grandmother was an entrepreneur. She gave me that. I earned a dollar thing in a family that large. You learn quick to earn a dollar. And what you do when a family works is what they do. So my grandmother and my godfather did rehabs on homes. And I'm an electrical engineer by discipline because he needed an electrical engineer to work with the projects. (laughs) But I discarded that when I got married because I also married a man that was fearful of the risk associated with real estate investing. Well, with no money at all and needing a home, there's a strategy that I learned that I applied. And I shared with her that strategy to get her into a home. One of the things I support because I had to clear up my credit because before divorce, Fantastic credit score 736 after divorce, plummet to 526. Oh yeah. People treat you way different when you have a score that low. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'm getting these angry calls, like I literally owe them money. <laughs> And it wasn't my fault. I couldn't figure out how to get through that process. But what I learned that there are laws that have been put in place that you can leverage to give you a better support system. And a strategy that I developed to speak to my creditors, walk through the path, cleared up a lot of that debt. And I walked her through that strategy as well. So one of the things that I offer in my course as a module is the credit restoration, credit building. And another thing that I had to do because I had children was put together a will and a power of attorney and there's two elements about a power of attorney I did not know but I learned quickly (laughs) there is a financial power of attorney and then the legal power of attorney and you need both so I help my clients establish a financial protection plan to build themselves a financial groundwork to have a legacy to move forward and get themselves cleared up with their credit show them how to walk through some other financial things, depending on what it is, there's some other strategies that I do outside of my navigating life after divorce course, I have private sessions of consultations with my client because there's other strategies that I learned along the way. <laughs> that was a 25 year journey in real estate investing and depending on the knowledge, the skill or what individuals like to do, I support them through that financial journey.
0: That is an amazing thing to offer.
1: Thank you. I walk through the heartache.
0: (laughs) There are so many women who are just—they didn't take care of all of the the finances, Mm -hmm. and then they all of a sudden find out, "Oh, I have to do all of this," and "Oh, wow, I now have all this debt." How did that end up with me? Yes, (laughs) that was one of of my questions. I was like, "Why do I have this twenty-one thousand dollar debt?" why is this on me and i'm still not getting child support what's happening
1: exactly
0: so and and there wasn't anything at least that i was aware of to turn to to help me with that so that was you know another part of my journey of plowing through that took me years to get rid of that mm-hmm. and to get my credit level back up in the 700s mm-hmm. you know and you're right people do look at you
1: different Way different. <laughs> yeah.
0: it's not only financially that people look at you different, but then you also lose those quote unquote friends that you thought were friends. You lose those friendships that you had as a couple because they choose.
1: They do choose.
0: Choose a side. Even though they say they wouldn't, they do. And so for whatever reason I've noticed over the years, just with friends and people that I've known over the years when when folks get divorced it's typically the woman who loses all the friends and that social support group why
1: <laughs> I that i don't know yet but when i discover it, i'll write a book about it
0: <laughs> fantastic i'll i will offer a chapter <laughs> thank you thank you thank you very much <laughs> that's amazing you know all the different things that divorce Causes, not mm-hmm. only the hurt and the harm to the two involved, but if they're children, right. you know, what that does to their psyche and to their mindset of how adults are, mm-hmm. you know, and some, some divorces are much, much worse than mine were. Mine were relatively amicable, but there's still that hurt and mm-hmm. you know, the arguments or, or without arguments, the silences.
1: Mind was bombarded by silence. And
0: that sometimes is harder to deal with than shouting those mm-hmm. silences. And it makes you feel even more alone and more lost. And mm-hmm. then when everything is done, there you are on your own again, in silence.
1: Exactly.
0: That's a tough road. It is a tough mm-hmm. road, but it is, it can be navigated.
1: It can be.
0: And with folks like you providing the amazing support and strategies, and I love that you had mentioned with your book, you have an accompanying workbook. That's awesome. I put a star beside that. I take I take notes as we chat. <laughs> but I, I love that you've got a workbook, too, because it's nice to have something tangible in, you know, instead of scribbling or highlighting in your book, you've got a workbook now that you can actually write out certain things and what you want to, what you want to learn. Now, do you have, a Facebook group or anything like that, that people can check out? Or is it a membership type thing?
1: Well, there are two different groups that I host. There's a group that's strictly with the course. So when you purchase a course, you get deeper insights in that group that comes along with the course. And that's called Navigating Life After Divorce. If people are on Facebook, they can search it and it'll let you know how you can join the program. Mm -hmm. There's also a free group because I still, One of the core strengths that I discovered about myself is the support I want to get. I'm still a person that will give you help. If you stop me, I will give you one something. My goal is always to leave people with one something to help them get through that particular hurdle. So I have a group called Authentic Life. So that one is on Facebook and you can join that for free, have conversations. I share insights in that group as well.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. We will make sure uh, for all you listeners out there, we will make sure that those links are provided in the show notes as well, because mm-hmm. I am sure they are filled, filled with valuable tidbits for people. <laughs> um, and even if it's something that you're looking into for a friend, you know, you it's something that or that you've went through and you go, ah, you have that aha moment. Oh, yeah, I. I've been there. Maybe my friend Janice needs to hear this too. You know, she's in that dark spot and in that silent time, you yeah. know, it's wonderful that you've got that. I love the free Facebook group where you can just people, friends, family members, what have you can give a little direction. Hey, why don't you check out this site? There might be something in there that, that might just spark something in you to, yeah. to get you going, get you on that positive path again. Cause yeah, it's tough. You're going to be, stumbling and falling and picking yourself back up again. But no one so true. No one in life, no one ever said life was gonna be easy. And we are gonna get slammed. Sometimes we get slammed flat on our faces. <laughs> but there's always lessons in there.
1: I agree. Always and lessons. It's another thing for those people that are not on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for motivation. It's not a whole lot of tips I provide on the other platforms, but I am on Instagram on Pinterest. You can locate me in LinkedIn and Twitter.
0: Fantastic, so you're on all the platforms and then the motivation uh, type stuff.
1: That's motivation and encouragement there. Mm -hmm. Perfect,
0: perfect, wonderful. And we all need that every day too, don't we?
1: (laughs) I know, I still look for it.
0: Oh, heck yeah, heck yeah. (laughs) Yes, you've got to look for motivation, you know, and and still keeping in touch. Keeping up, keeping in touch with the one most high, you know, to keep, keep in touch with him, to keep us grounded.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, and, and remember that no matter where you're at on your walk, that you are, you are cared for, you are worthy and you are loved.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And so many of us forget that. I know I have, and I still do on occasion. You have those days.
1: It's called being human. It's okay. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely.
0: But when you've gone through those storms, and I always, I often say in my writing and when I'm talking to folks, there is so much strength within the storm, and there's also beauty in that storm. You just have to recognize it, recognize it, and you're going to come out the other side so much stronger. Indeed, So much stronger. And you'll look back and say, wow, how did I get through that? Wow, I did that. I did that. And I've seen myself doing that on occasion, looking back and saying, how did I do that? How did I find the energy to get through each day? And I realized that it wasn't completely done on my own, even though I felt alone. Mm -hmm. In hindsight, even though I felt alone, I never was. Exactly. Because Father God was up there watching out for me.
1: And never leave you or forsaken. That
0: is right. Always surrounds you. And at that time in my life, I told myself I didn't believe in God.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I I call myself a late bloomer because I didn't uh, really come into my faith, my full faith, until I was in my mid-30s. And... (laughs) Seriously. So I call myself a late, I'm a late bloomer. I'm a late bloomer. Um, so, and I'm 53 now, so it's been, you know, 20 years out of 53 and my faith came when I had hit rock bottom and I was crying out to a God I told myself I didn't believe in Mm -hmm. and later realized, how can I cry out to one who doesn't exist?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and that was a little light bulb moment for me. And, you know, now I'm at church every Sunday, I sing on the worship team every Sunday, I go to life groups and Bible study groups and all of that. And uh, people are often surprised when I say, I, I didn't come to my faith till I was like 34. And they're going, really? <laughs> yeah you
1: have to walk through it because i shared briefly my journey of all of what i've walked through only to discover that all of those religions pointed back to elements that existed biblically and i was in my 30s with that moment i shared with you in the bathroom floor that god had to help me with my little people because i was going through a divorce
0: you were in your 30s as well
1: yes that's in chapter one which is why i give it away because (laughs) if you get nothing else from me just know you don't have to sit in the midst of the fear. You don't have to walk through the journey alone. And there is a being greater than yourself that will walk with you, cradle you, and give you insight because those lessons and the strategies and actionable steps that I share, I got from God. And now I've been remarried for 10 years. Wonderful. <laughs> and, uh, uh, wonderful life that I am truly enjoying. My children are grown and on their own and I'm glad about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you can look at your children and say, okay, I did that. They they survived. We all survived yeah, on their own. And I say the same thing with my daughter. She's 31 now. And okay. um, a year ago, she bought her own house all on her own and she literally just bought her first brand new car, all on her own.
1: And I sit there and I'm going, she has
0: a great job, she's doing well for herself. And I sit there and think, you know, all of that, and she's very, very frugal with her money. So she learned, as I was learning how to stretch a dollar, she did too. Mm-hmm. And learned, you know, when she started working, she started working at 16, earning her own money. She pretty much paid her own way through four years of college, uh, you That's know, it's
1: awesome. just so
0: she learned a lot from when she was younger watching me. And I didn't realize, you don't realize that you, what an impact you have on your children when you're going through that. Cause you're just trying to get through the day, just trying you know, mm-hmm. okay, I got to get this. What bill can I shove to next week so I can pay this one?
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) And you don't realize that your children are watching and they're seeing that. And so I look at my daughter and see how well she manages money, how well she saves money, you know? And when she called me up and she said, mom, I found a house and I'm going to buy it. And I went, you are all by yourself. She goes, well, yeah. And I went, that's amazing. I mean, I was so excited you Uh know, at her age at that time frame. I don't know if I would have, well, I may have, I don't know. I don't know if I would have had the courage to do it. Okay. So, you know, and it's just, I love looking at that and I'm thinking, you know, I did something right, even though it was just a crappy road to travel and it was bumpy and it was tarred, something rubbed off on her where now, you know, she's, she's very good at certain things and her life, she has, she has created a nice life for herself. I taught my daughter from a very young age that you have to be able to take care of yourself mentally, physically, and financially before you think someone else is to take care of you. Mm -hmm. You always have to take, you have to be able to support yourself. Mm -hmm. And I taught her that from a young age because I found myself in that situation. Well, I've got to support two of us now, Mm -hmm. you know? So I taught her that. Is that something, I know you mentioned the financial aspect of it, but how deep do you go into that? I mean, do you, you, I'm assuming you, you give the, the folks that you work with, um, some tips and skills or, you know, resources that, okay, I can do this on my own. Definitely will do this on my own. Do you see them teaching their children the same thing if they, if they have children?
1: So Right now, with the people that I have been working with, I haven't come across a lot of them that have young children. My audience I'm discovering is 55% women, 45% men. And some of them are coming just to try to gain some insights because what I share the most is course trends. The part inside of the course about finances, that ends up becoming more of an individual consultation session because of the individual nature of people's finances. But what I do teach inside of the course is greater insight about how to understand how your credit is scored, give you some tools. And then there's a separate program that I offer outside of that to help them get through the journey, because a lot of them at this point of where you and I were, I don't, I, I can't live here anymore. Mm. And I, I know I need to make some money, but there's some <laughs> things I need to clear because now my credit is shot. <laughs> so I walk with those people a little bit more and those individuals have been sharing insight because the portal that I place them in gives them teaching tools and educates them along the way, because I'm a teacher at heart, which is another thing that I learned about my core strengths. And so I teach along the way and they share that insight, so I had one lady that did share with me because of what I was sharing, she says, I can take, they don't have to do, they don't have to go through what I've gone through, they, they will have something just like you were saying, and it brings joy to my heart. The other thing that I find with individuals, because in my book, I walk through, there's seven chapters. Chapter four talks more about paying attention to your patterns. And chapter five talks more about paying attention to intentions. And as I walk through the discussion of setting the boundaries and standards, I talk a little bit about doing that over our finances to help people be clear so that you can move through Mm-hmm. Because we are not taught about money. We're getting all these fantastic lessons. And there are some schools now that begin to educate children about money. And I learned with my kids because I had to tell their teacher that they have a financial plan at home. Yeah. And what my son was doing was his homework for mom, because they called it mommy homework. Yeah. <laughs> he was taking his mommy homework and turning it in for classwork. And she thought it was fantastic and kept giving them extra credit. I'm like, no. <laughs> This is monthly financials, (laughs) so she had him support her in helping his classmates do others. So we, as parents, as we learn to walk through and have somebody carry us on the journey together, they'll get it and it works. I don't have a lot of stories to share, but those are the small snippets that I have that I know have been working well.
0: I find it interesting that you said it's uh, 55% women and 45% men.
1: My title of my book is Red Alert, Is He the One? The Pocket Guide to Finding the Love of Your Life. But the book is not about a man. The strategies and actionable steps from the analytical element of who I am and a strategic individual, the way I'm wired, men find that, com- that compartmental strategic move very helpful for them. The book gives them a perspective from a woman's point of view, because it's my story. hmm but because of how I shared those strategies, my husband being my editor, he said, babe, I know a lot of guys that would like to read this. Is there? So the book has a plain color. So I could share with you if you were showing this, you could see the book has a basic color sequence. It's a yellow for caution, mm-hmm. the little cautionary signs like you have in construction sites because we are under construction. It has a red light signal on it to let you know, whoa, wait, red light. <laughs> That's the red alert. So it's a quick concept of is this a male or female book red alert when guys look at it and see that there are quick strategies that I can apply now it's a small pocket guy because I wanted it to fit in your purse when I made it I made it so that I can go in and pull out the steps that I need because I was walking through the journey and it became a story because my goddaughters were walking through the journey and they wanted to, to fit inside a little teeny little purse. <laughs> right, yeah. At that point, I was a mama bear. My purse was not teeny, but. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hear you. I know what it's, you're talking about. <laughs> it's small enough for a guy to read and not girly enough so that they can't get insight without it being like, hey, I'm getting strategies from this. <laughs> right. right.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and men's minds work different than women's. So I, it's, it's, it's great to hear that it appeals to men too, because the way it's laid out and, or how you have it written, it, they, they have these, I always often, men have boxes in their brains and they will pull out one box and that's the only box they focus on. And when they're done with that, it goes back in, and then they'll pull out the next thing to focus on. Whereas women, we're focusing on like 12 different things at one time, all the time, every day. <laughs> but you have a book that you unintentionally wrote that appeals to both.
1: That was God. Oh, so I, abso- I was just going to say
0: that that was a God thing right there. I, I did believe. not
1: know until it was written because I wrote it for my God daughters. I found my husband, he's a mental conditioning coach for football players and basketball players. They were getting greater insight out of it, and the coaches that he works with. So it's like, hey, this is a good book. And so he's like, my wife wrote it. <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> it that is
0: awesome. Up. I love how that all came so, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is awesome. So as we wrap this up today, what is one tip that you can leave with our listeners that they can walk away with and implement in their lives?
1: First know your strength. You were born in purpose, on purpose, for purpose. Next, don't let anyone put you in a place where your fear silences you. That strength that resides in you, you can take the time to tap into that, discover it, and move through the process. Get help along the journey. Kim, I'm so grateful that you are a source of help. And for those that want to reach out to me, you can easily locate me, tanyaehood.com to be a journey partner with you, to get your core strength, to maximize who you are, because you were born with a superpower.
0: Love it, love it. Thank you so much for all that valuable information. I've truly enjoyed this conversation. I took copious notes as we were talking, (laughs) (laughs) and I might come back to you. Off, off camera and ask some questions, but thank you so much for being my guest today. And I would love to have you on a few months from now, have you on again um, in case folks might miss this episode, see what's happening um, in your world. If you've got anything else coming up that you're gonna be sharing with uh, your clients or offering to those out there. But if you're open to that, I'd love to have you on again in a few months.
1: I would love to come back. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Thanks again for joining me on Let Fear Bounce. And I wish you a wonderful, blessed evening.